0: Of wicked fox, and I'm Clarabel Ortega, author of Ghost Squad, and this is Right or Die. We're back. All right, we're back so. with another Twitter Book Manual episode. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So we had a lot of fun recording the first episode. So we are back with. So, oh, I guess we should explain to everyone what this
0: is. Mm, though,
1: what, yeah. what do we mean, mean by Book Twitter Manual? Um, pretty much. We realize that some people join Book Twitter and they have no idea what we're talking about half the time. <laughs> Which, fair. Uh, publishing is a weird, kind of like really close-knit group of people. Um, and we have seen some things. We've seen some things, you guys. And um, whether it be like scandals or big triumphs or like just weird shit going down on Twitter and sometimes we like to reference those things that happened years and years and years ago um, because it's funny to us still or it's relevant to the recent conversation and so we were thinking oh maybe there should be like a manual for people who are new who join to be like this is what we mean when we say something like you know um, I was hacked (laughs) which if you want to know what that was then check out our last episode (laughs) exactly um, but yeah, Clarabelle, please introduce <laughs> the scandal of the episode that we would like to review.
0: <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about Handbook for Mortals. <laughs> <laughs> bow, bow, bow. <laughs> 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 uh, I can hear like the collective moan from like half of the listeners already. <laughs> no, screams of delight. Are you kidding me? Everyone loves uh, yes, to I'm talk sorry. about this.
1: It's. It's a. It's one of those things that, like, as it was happening, no one could really quite believe it was truly happening.
0: <laughs> it was. It was. It felt like. It. It really did feel like, like a TV show or something. Like, mm-hmm. it. It was really wild. Um, Clarabel,
1: you were very personally. Involved in this at, at one point, um, it, when it comes to within the conversation of the book Twitter community. So I'm going to ask you to <laughs> give us a little summary to lead us into okay. what happened on that fateful day.
0: <laughs> so basically, uh the, the the New York Times bestseller list dropped and there was a book that nobody in the community had ever heard of. And like, this is very unusual because it, we're a small community. So when a book is coming out, especially a, like a young adult book, people know about it. Like they've heard about it somehow, either because the author is talking about it a lot online or they saw it at a trade show, which I used to work going to trade shows. So I really knew what was coming out all the time. <laughs> but nobody had ever heard of this book. Nobody had ever heard of this author and for it to land on the list and for it to land at number one, I think that's what really did it. Cause if it had it come, pushed, it pushed the hate you give out of the number one spot, right, which if anybody knows the hate you give by Angie Thomas, Hey, Angie has like, it's still, <laughs> it's still on the list. I think like it's been on the list for mm-hmm. ages and for like 200 weeks or something. Right. And so for that to happen, it was very strange. So, uh, a couple people started looking into it Uh, namely it was uh, Phil Stamper and Jeremy West uh, started to investigate (laughs) and they They were were detectives (laughs) they were really detectives like it was (laughs) no joke and they found out that this author Laney Serum had gamed her way to the top of the New York Times bestseller list Um, and then everybody lost their ever loving fucking shit (laughs) Yes. Gu Miyang has
2: a secret. She's a Gumiho, a shape shifting nine tailed fox that must hunt down men and devour their energy in order to live forever. No one in modern day Seoul believes in the old tales anymore, which makes it the perfect place to hide and to hunt. But Miyang's life is turned upside down when she saves the life of a human boy, on Jihoon. And after Myung saves Jihoon's life, the two form a tenuous friendship that blooms into romance, setting them down a path that will soon force Myung to choose between her immortal life and Jihoon's. Wicked Fox and its companion novel Vicious Spirits finds inspiration in Korean mythology, culture, and K-dramas. Wicked Fox has been called a vibrant debut novel that employs Korean genre conventions for an utterly original take on the young adult fantasy by Entertainment Weekly, and fresh and fast-paced by School Library Journal Review. Wicked Fox and Vicious Spirits are out now from Penguin Random House wherever books are sold. The choices made in Wicked Fox have had far-reaching effects, and Miyoung's friends are about to find out the dire consequences. The forces that govern life and death have been upended, and there are supernatural entities lurking in the background that will stop at nothing to right their world. New romance and dangers abound in Vicious Spirits, the companion novel to the crowd-pleasing Wicked Fox. This contemporary fantasy duology finds inspiration in Korean mythology, culture, and K-dramas. Wicked Fox has been called a vibrant debut novel that employs Korean genre conventions for an utterly original take on the young adult fantasy by Entertainment Weekly and fresh and fast paced by School Library Journal Review. Wicked Fox and Vicious Spirits are out now from Penguin Random House wherever books are sold.
1: Okay, so here are some fun facts. That um, are are only tangentially related, but I feel like it's just fun to tell you guys these things. (laughs) First of all, we found out exactly when this happened. It was August 17th, 2017, which is like a million years ago now. So long. In all of our collective minds. But So uh, Lainey Sarum, she was like a band promoter. Mm -hmm. Um, That was like her only claim to fame up, up until that point. Uh, but the biggest thing that we found out Wait, was Wait, that's that, not like, her
0: only claim to fame. She's also J.C. Chazez from NSYNC's cousin. Oh, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, how could I forget that? It's so important. Well, J.C. Chazez. 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 I'm not sure. It's something like that. I think it's like Portuguese uh, ancestry. I'm not sure. None of that matters.
1: <laughs> None of that matters. Um so, so he like did he did post about it on like his social media. He um and and so did American Pie actor Thomas Ian Nicholas, <laughs> and we soon found out that Thomas Ian Nicholas was attached to star in and produce a potential movie version of Handbook for Mortals, um, which was very important to remember because it very very soon became clear. That their goal for having this book be a New York Times bestseller is to sell the movie rights faster so that they could say, Oh, New York Times bestselling book, like, don't you want this, like, Universal or Fox or whatever? Um, So that was very interesting to discover, (laughs) for sure, for sure. Um, And then Clarabelle, upon reading, the book. She did it live. Do you think your tweets are still up?
0: They must be. Um, I think some of them are. Some of them got deleted somehow. Uh, oh, so, no. not, so not all of them are up there unfortunately. Um, Clarible's live
1: tweet um read through of this book is is absolute gold but um the best was when you were like uh she's not a teenager the protagonist She is
0: like in her 20s she was in her 20s yeah she was in her early 20s the book is the worst thing I've ever written um written I'm Lainey Sarah the the book is the worst (laughs) oh my god scandal I've ever read it was like it was just really badly written um there's just to give you like an example there is a point where um the wind is blowing and she finds herself wishing there was a photographer to capture what she looks like, the main (laughs) character, which, by the way, it's a self-insert because the character was described looking exactly like the author, Laini Serum. It's a lot. I don't recommend it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, so I'm going to read you guys a quote from an Entertainment Weekly article because that's how big this got. Like, it was in a lot of... um, a lot of online magazines and magazines in general. But um, this one, this quote is actually about Phil Stamper, our friend Phil. We love him. Hey. Um, it says that Phil Stamper was the first one to point out the issue with, with how the book got onto the New York Times bestseller. Um, it says, authors generally agree approximately 5,000 copies must be sold for a book to land on the list. So Stamper pointed out that Handbook for Mortals' is number one placement would mean that the title somehow sold at least 5,000 in its first week while also mysteriously being temporarily out of stock on Amazon, which um, I think one of the things that that unfor- is unfortunate is that being out of stock on Amazon, it does look like, oh, my book is sold out. I mean, so many people bought it, but it actually could mean that like Amazon only had 10 copies of your book, and now, no matter how many people want to buy it, Amazon's not able to fulfill those orders. Right. Right. Um, so in this case, it meant that Amazon was not able to fulfill orders. So how did 5,000 copies get out to people?
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. so inter- I'm
0: stroking my beard right
1: now. So interesting. Um, tell us about Phil's fun calling bookstores investigation, because that's one of my favorite parts of it.
0: Yeah, so Phil, uh, Phil called uh, a bunch of different uh, bookstores to sort of see – if he could c- corroborate some of the information that him and uh, Jeremy were, were finding out. Um, and it turns out that uh, someone was calling certain bookstores and asking them first, are you a New York times bestseller like New York times list reporting store? So they would call and be like, do you report to the New York times? Cause not every bookstore reports to the times. Um, and if they said yes, then that person would like place a large order of Mm -hmm. the book but just like right under the threshold for it to trigger bulk orders uh yeah them noticing so like if you ever notice sometimes there are bestseller books with like a little like it looks like a like an upside down cross almost next to it it's like like a a dagger yeah it's like a dagger upside down cross (laughs) um (laughs) her loves jesus (laughs) i love jesus um (laughs) even though upside down cross is the anti-jesus but that's fine um so so that means that the person did hit the list but they bought their own copies like it's an asterisk basically like it hit the list but it's because this person um or their publisher bought you know thousands of copies so
1: well it's not always it, it's not always the publisher sometimes it's because like the book was chosen as like a book club pick mm. and then and
0: then it is bulk pi- bought bulk bulk bo- okay i didn't know that yeah. that's, that's good to know but anyway mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like a like a hey this w- this wasn't like just like individual readers basically buying the book and yeah. um so they made sure to order like just under the amount mm-hmm. that would get them reported and that happened like at several stores so like like Phil actually did like deep like investigative <laughs> journalism for for to find out what the fuck was going on
1: Oh he truly did. I mean, he he did the lords work that day him and him, him and Jeremy. Um we owe so much to them. Um, but I think I think the, the one thing that happened during this that no one was expecting because the New York Times is notoriously bad at addressing issues that the public brings up to them
0: mm-hmm.
1: when it comes to the list. Um, but they swiftly took Handbook for Mortals off of the list and corrected all digital copies. Um, so the digital copies are available first um, and then the, pi- the print version goes out uh, that following weekend. So quickly, quickly corrected it and completely didn't even do the dagger. That's all we were asking, I think. Um, I think people were like, well, at least put a dagger next to it because these are bulk orders. Um, But the New York Times, I've got another quote here. (laughs) Listen, I did research for this episode. Um, Upon its own investigation, the Times released a statement declaring the sales for Handbook for Mortals did not meet our criteria for inclusion on the list. It's crazy. Yeah, that was that was their statement, and of course, like Serums Camp came out saying that they were really frustrated that they, of course, did not coordinate any of this. They have no idea where this is coming from, Um, and and they also expressed frustration that the New York Times didn't talk to them first before taking their book off the list (laughs) as if the New York Times. Yeah, like as if the New York Times like owes us anything. Crazy. <laughs> like how come they didn't call me?
0: <laughs> the entitlement, and she was mad because she's like, "This is this is not how it works in music." And it's like, "Well, this is a different industry. Sorry, you didn't do your homework, bud." But that's that's the way the cookie crumbles.
1: Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that an interesting thing that came up was that I think that in order to explain away when they realized they couldn't convince us it wasn't them doing the bulk ordering, they were saying that they ordered a bunch of books from bookstores because they planned on going on tour and hand-selling it themselves. Right. And they need it. And, we, and people – but if you know publishing, then you understand that an author – if that's what an author is going to do, they're going to go to, like, some kind of, like, a small trade show and they're expected to have their books on hand to hand-sell themselves, then what you would do is that you would order your books directly through your publisher because you get an author discount. Mm-hmm. You you or You get it at, like, you know – Sixty percent of like the list price or something. So like right. it's just more financially f- smart for you to go through that directly through your publisher. But if you did that, like say if say if I ordered like a thousand books from Penguin Random House, that wouldn't be reported to the list.
0: Right, and as someone who worked at trade shows. Um, For many years, and I saw what their booths looked like. First of all, they were in the bumblefuck Egypt section of all of these shows because they had tiny booths. They didn't have had the big ones, you know, they had the smaller ones, which means (laughs) a lot less traffic. Second of all, there are only so many books you're going to sell at one of these shows. Like, you are not a well-known author. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if the guy from American Pie is with you. If you're <laughs> at a show and selling this thick-ass book for mad money and people don't know who you are, you're not mm-hmm. going to sell thousands of copies. You're probably not even going to sell hundreds of copies. So the idea that they sold thousands of copies um, at shows is also very, very questionable. Um
1: they also, I mean, the guy from American Pie, this is like the least interesting character from the whole movie. <laughs> like, isn't he the one with a girlfriend? I don't know. It's not even Jason Biggs. It's, it's not. Even, it's, it's like, he is it, the most it, boring one. It's not even Allison Hannigan. <laughs> I would buy a book promoted by Allison Hannigan, maybe, but not by Ian, uh, what is his name? Ian Thomas, Zachary, Steve uh whatever his name is thomasy and nicholas
3: <laughs> Zachary. first of all he has
1: three first names
0: okay that's not good that's like serial killer uh yeah. territory right there but they <laughs> and they also they did hire uh, a company to to do this whole thing for them too right i forgot mm-hmm. the name of it but it was it was like
1: they they said it was a publicity it was right. like a publicity
0: but company. apparently the, they were known for doing this kind of shit that company so that was another like nail in the coffin um we haven't even talked about the cover yet either oh my
1: gosh okay (laughs) yes Bell. please explain to us the cover issue so like
0: after all of this happened right like like everyone's like reeling and then like someone's like wait a minute this cover looks awfully familiar and they find (laughs) out that the cover of the book was completely plagiarized like they took an original piece of art and changed it around so that the character on the cover looked like um, Lainey Sarum slash um, <laughs> what was her name? Z- something. Oh, I have no idea. I was scared. I was about to say Arpeza, but this is not Celebrity Book Club. Um,
1: <laughs> it was so some... Arpeza. Is not even the main character. <laughs> She's not, but
0: she should be. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot. I forgot the main character's name. Something with a Z, right? But mm-hmm. uh, made it look like her, and so it like if you put it side to side by side. Uh, it was like pretty much the exact same cover, just mm-hmm. with like some changes. So it was like a photo manipulation, yeah. basically, like different hair color mm-hmm. and like clothes, maybe. Um. Mm-hmm. So the original artist was like, "What the fuck?"
1: <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that the original artist was like, "Hey, um, I didn't give you permission to use this," was a huge deal.
0: Yeah, like that on its own is such a bad Suspect. thing, um, mm-hmm. but that combined with like. Everything with the New York Times list—it was—it was almost too much. Yeah, it's—it's—it's
1: it's, it's interesting because while I, not, while none of us believe that the New York Times is kind of a straightforward, like the New York Times list is like a straightforward list. Um, like there are things that there are markers that you kind of start to recognize as like, okay, this was done. And that's probably why the book hit the list. Mm. So either like, you know, it was published by a really big publisher, which did not happen for handbook for mortals. It was self-published, I believe. Um, or, or maybe I think they may, might've made their own publishing company.
0: Yeah. It was published by geek nation, which is a website. It's not a yeah, publisher. So they started
1: their own co- publishing company. Mm. It was the debut release from geek nation. Um, and so Geek Nation was not a big publisher, which is not always the case that you have to be from a big one to hit the list. But like Claribel said, there was literally zero promotion done for this book. Um, there was so there was no word of mouth. Um, there were no displays in bookstores like like people went to see like, oh, can I find this book? And and they couldn't like there was just no footprint for this book on,
0: at bookstores. Um, and so like it just... anywhere, it wasn't online, like nothing, there was, yes. there was no promotion for it. Like if a book hits the list, like people are going to be talking about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody was talking about it. She she, yeah. she thinks we're dumb.
1: <laughs> she really does. She really does. And um, you know, it just, it was, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. And it just like kind of stinks because like, I feel like, it did make us all realize. I think it was one of those moments, right, where we all did realize that the New York Times is like kind of effed up. It <laughs> is itself. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of conversation that happened after this was more about like how the New York Times list, like how could it be gamed like that? Like how was that possible? Um, and and kind of like uh, waterfalled into conversations
0: about how
1: biased the new york times list is because it's curated
0: yeah and i mean when you think about it this could have happened with any book the only reason we caught it was because we didn't know who the author or the book was had this mm-hmm. happened with a book from somebody in the community we would never have known mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ever yeah
1: i mean i i feel like i feel like this was well, you you said in the last episode that there was um of of our book twitter manual series that there are these moments that the community comes together and we all join hands and we're all like, we don't allow this to happen. So that definitely happened around handbook for mortals. Mm,
0: yeah. We, 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 uh we, we banded together and defeated <laughs> the evil for now. I'm mad allow. because the movie still hasn't come out. And like we and <laughs> Phil have been waiting. <laughs> like we really wanted it to be a movie like starring Laney Serum. Like, like god owes us this much like i want to see her acting her way through this
3: for lucelli luna ghosts are more than just the family business shortly before halloween lucelli and her best friend sid cast a spell that accidentally awakens malicious spirits wreaking havoc throughout saint augustine together they must join forces with sid's witch grandmother babette and her tubby tabby chunk to fight the haunting head-on and reverse the curse to save the town and Lucelli's firefly spirit before it's too late. With the family dynamics of Coco, an action-packed adventure of Ghostbusters, Clarabel A. Ortega delivers both a thrillingly spooky and delightfully sweet debut novel with Ghost Squad. Order today at buyghostsquad.com. For Lucelli Luna, ghosts are more than just the family business. Shortly before Halloween, Lucelli and her best friend Sid cast a spell that accidentally awakens malicious spirits wreaking havoc throughout St. Augustine. Together, they must join forces with Sid's witch grandmother Babette and her tubby tabby chunk to fight the haunting head on and reverse the curse to save the town and Lucelli's firefly spirit before it's too late. With the family dynamics of Coco, an action-packed adventure of Ghostbusters, Claribel A. Ortega delivers both a thrillingly spooky and delightfully sweet debut novel with Ghost Squad. Order today at buyghostsquad.com.
0: The book makes no sense. Like, guys, the book is not good. Like, I said that before, (laughs) but, like, there's no plot. I actually wrote a small summary, if you want me to read it, to uh, the readers. Yes, please and
1: we'll link okay. it too
0: okay so uh so handbook for mortals is about a girl i'm sorry her name is zade right but her real name mm. is shahir zade holder
1: <laughs> no get out of here canceled already <gasps> um canceled already so, so
0: zade leaves her home in tennessee to join a vegas illusionist show right but she can do real magic with a k but she doesn't tell anybody it's a secret um so she which makes... let me
1: let me pause right there mm. that that isolated without the name is kind of a cool concept.
0: Yes, I always say this. It's such a cool concept, but she fucked up the execution. <laughs> <laughs> so she meets two guys named mac and Jackson and they both fall in love with her immediately because she's not like other girls like big time. This has like huge not like other girls energy. Oh my
1: god, can we borrow the celebrity book club? Not
0: like other girls <laughs> yes. song. We'll, we'll put it right here. I'll send it to you. <laughs>
3: other girls she is not like other girls not like other girls
0: yeah um she's pretty but she doesn't know it um every single guy that she meets wants to be with her like every single one like down to teenagers in the book like want to be with her and she every woman hates her um and we've
1: established she's in her 20s
0: and there's also a side effect this is like explained as a side effect of her magic like women hate her and men love her because of her magic it's fucking crazy um
3: We already said get. that
0: she, she's described as looking exactly like uh, the main character. Um, so she doesn't lose illus- an illusion using chaos magic, and she falls into a coma literally sixty percent of the way into the
1: book. No,
0: oh no! <laughs> the rest of Wait, the book. Who's the narrator then? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the rest of the book is told from memories that she has yanked from other people's brains. Shut up. <laughs> she wakes up when the book is almost done after mac stabs her in the chest with a dagger that's like an (laughs) epipen there's like zero plot uh but a woman does her attack her at some point um and then comes back at the end to like sort of try to set up book two uh and then a couple of highlights uh one that i already said where she wishes a photographer around were to to take pictures of her on a windy day um (laughs) she saves someone from drowning and then immediately sits on a curb outside soaking wet to play the guitar <laughs> <laughs> at a mall this like one teenager falls in love with her so she attacks his girlfriend and like makes the lemonade stand explode or something
1: wait the teenager falls in love with Zayd, so Zayd
0: attacks the teenager's girlfriend, girlfriend because the girlfriend's like jealous I see I see yeah of course and anytime
1: someone's jealous of me I immediately physically attack
0: them right and she and she also like every girl every other woman in this book it has brown mousy hair and she's the only one who has like fun colors in her hair um, oh yeah she did because because <laughs> Lainey Sarum had like, like multi hair multi-color yeah hair yeah um and then the last thing I'll leave you with is the main love interest name is actually Clark Kent no that, but, but what about mac and jack one one of their names was actually i think mac's real name was clark kent and like he only used mac for i don't know what reason like his name being clark kent was like a reveal i don't know that's that's the book um i, I have i have so many questions
1: i mean i don't even know where to start where did she get the guitar from after the i, whole... I don't
0: remember i just remember that happening and being like
1: what the heck was do you remember the playing the guitar was supposed to be like her feeling her feelings
0: yeah i think i think so interesting interesting um okay and jackson well jackson i think was like an insert for for jesper from twilight because i think she was like in love with him or something and like there were a lot of like people that she sort of knew in real life like carrot top was in the book and he was like wayne newton or something it was like it was really weird this is this is very like there are some parallels to model land here
1: i can't i can't lie oh we're doing
0: we're doing an episode that's a handbook for mortals over on celebrity book club yeah we're doing a special episode that's just that book it's going to be a disaster
1: it's Amazing. I mean, if you need if you need a guest star for a segment, I'm always around. I talking about Handbook for Mortals. It's it it's like I'm walking into like Narnia or something. Like this mm-hmm. didn't really happen. Like like a, a just like a collective fever dream was planted into the minds of all of publishing. Yeah. Um. And that's where this came from. Like this couldn't have actually happened. Like it's just very weird it's just very weird to me i i can't i can't with it but i do love i do love that the investigation
0: and the and exposing it did really all happen on twitter it all happened on twitter it was amazing and it became a a twitter moment Mm -hmm. and i remember the cover was my tweet and it was that one um i forget was it latoya jackson the jackson sister with like the with the with the magnifying glass like looking around <laughs> um that was like i put that and then there was like a tweet and like that was the cover of the twitter moment and then like you just <laughs> went down the list of like seeing everything be unravel um and then like laney <sighs> said some like unfortunate things after too like people confronted her at book events where <laughs> it would say like new york times bestseller for 23 hours or something on oh, the poster.
1: Yes. They use that as as promo. I remember.
0: Yeah, and she said some like crazy shit about um, it not being her fault that Angie's black or something. Um, oh, yeah, yes. uh, that there, was actually. I feel like that was a really important part of it. Mm, yeah, that. I mean, that's what made a lot of people all like on top of it being horrible. Like the fact that the book that she knocked off was Angie's book, um, mm-hmm. and. Lainey trying to paint herself as an outsider and a victim of the cruelty of publishing when a literal black mm-hmm. author who knows better than anyone how hard it is to break in was yeah. being affected by her like fucking scamming it was just yeah. it was so ironic
1: it was yeah that was really interesting and so the thing is at that point we, we talked about how the hate you give has been on the list at this point by like for like over 200 weeks but um, the Hate you give came out in two thousand and seventeen. Mm. So it was still a debut book that year. Um, and so like yeah, we we all kind of look at Angie now as this powerhouse and and of course, like you know, right from jump with with the hate you give, you know, she was a proven talent, right. But regardless of her natural talent with um, with her writing, she was still a debut author that year. Yeah. and so she was a debut black author at a time when we were still kind of fighting for you know amplification of diverse voices in publishing and i mean we're still
0: we're still fighting for it but it was like super early days like
1: before before we had the hate you give i don't really remember what book we would have pointed to to be like proof that diversity sells because that was our biggest thing was like yeah. Publishers had slowly started to be like, okay, I'll, we'll acquire diverse books, but they were shortchanging us so bad. Mm. Um, they were, were not giving marketing and they were saying, well, like, oh, well we buy diverse books, but they just don't sell. And then finally we had the hate you give and it, you know, it's a huge breakout. Yeah. A huge breakout. It, it lived on the list. It, it didn't just live on the list. It lived at number one on the list. And so finally, it was the very first book ever that people can point to and be like, don't ever tell me again that diversity doesn't sell. Right. So the hate you give was very important to the community. Um, As and is Angie. That, we love Angie. Yeah, we love Angie. And so, of course, you don't know all of the, that information if you're not part of the community. But again, this is why we're creating these episodes mm-hmm. Um is to be like, that's why it was so important. Like, I can imagine that anyone on the surface could see, like, a white woman scamming the system pushes black debut author off the top of the list and they could be like, yeah, that's pretty bad but add all of this other stuff. And you realize why it was such a big deal. You mm-hmm. realize why Phil and Jeremy were like, mm-hmm, nope, no, no. We're yeah, not going to just let this lie.
0: And the fact that it was investigated and, like, dismantled from within our own community was also just so amazing to watch. Um it was just power the power it it really was unparalleled in terms of like a moment where we were all screaming at the same time mm-hmm. we came together in that moment i think it's i think it's
1: good because it was um it was i think it was one of those moments where we thought like oh twitter could be a useful tool for us to like fight for more equality because Twitter connect like Twitter helped that connect some of the dots along the way. I think, I think this definitely could still have happened um, because Phil and Jeremy were already friends with each other and and they' and they're both work within the industry. So they, they both had access to the list and they both had insider information to how the list worked. So I think that no matter what, this probably would have come to light eventually, but it happened so fast hmm. because of the sharing of information through something like Twitter.
0: Yeah, it, it really did, and everybody sort of did their part. There were so many different people writing articles about it. There were so many different people reading the book, and like, um, I think uh Jenny Trout did on uh her blog. You can see like a breakdown of each chapter, and it's really funny. Um, and we'll link it. Yeah, there was there was just a there was just a lot of people sort of like coming together and like making um their own contributions to this like huge (laughs) scandal and i'm gonna i'm gonna say i think this was the biggest book twitter scandal of all time oh really we're you're marking it you're like it's this one i really think so because i don't think that there's ever been something that's on this the scale that involved something like the list something that um exacerbated like the the lack of diversity in uh, <laughs> publishing something that was like covered in so many different um, articles and that like uh-huh. everybody sort of took part in in a way um, so I'm, I am I think it is I think it's the biggest the biggest one
1: I, I like to think that this one's the biggest one because
0: at the end of the day
1: the th- the theme and the takeaway message was was the resilience of the community and how we came together with each other. Mm. Um, whereas some other scandals that have happened in the past have kind of been member against member from within mm. the community. Um, and, and, you know, that, that is an unfortunate reality of a lot of past scandals. But Handbook for Mortals is is very distinct in that everyone who's a part of the book community, we, we were on the same side for this one. Yeah.
0: It was great. Yeah, and you can pretty much ask almost anybody... Uh, and they know what handbook for mortals is as opposed to some of the other things are a little bit more obscure or people don't really talk about it as much because it's dangerous to talk about it. Right. Like there's some Mm -hmm. huge book scandals that involved um, individual authors and um, a lot of like hate and like horrible things came from them. So people don't really like rehash them, but like every year, on the anniversary people are like two years ago today was handbook for mortals and it just like devolves
1: every and everyone knows what you're talking about when you say that all you need to say handbook for mortals happens two years ago today yeah
0: what else do we got i think that's about it when it comes to this right yeah i think that's i think that's a good uh wrap up of of the whole of the whole thing uh, hopefully you know you all go do your own reading about it because it is quite entertaining to read about yeah
1: we'll link some things below including Jenny Trout's really good chapter by chapter um, summary <laughs> so good um, you, you should no one should ever have to be forced to actually read this book but Jenny Trout's summaries you understand what the book is about and her and her
0: her commentary is gold so. it's so funny you won't regret reading her and and her the blog posts were um they're pretty detailed so you'll know what the book is about uh yeah really well by the end of it but you'll be in, actually entertained unlike reading the book
1: i'm gonna go search through her blog and see what this whole guitar situation was yeah find it it find can get it. it out of my ma- mind <laughs> um yeah so Like we were, we kind of want to with each of these reviews of scandals to say what we learned, but I think I think this one is is special in that we don't have to learn a lesson from this because we were right the whole time. Yeah, don't scam the (laughs)
0: list, white ladies. Yeah, that's that's your lesson. lesson. (laughs)
1: Don't
0: don't scam the list, or or fill.
1: Or the gays, (laughs) the gays
0: will find you. Okay, they will.
1: (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we adore you uh if
0: you like the podcast so dramatic we subscribe adore you. and review <laughs> and follow Sorry. us follow us on social media too and buy our books we're poor
1: yeah follow us on social media our handles will be in the show notes yeah and buy the
0: prerequisite 20, 20 copies, copies of our books. <laughs> don't bulk buy them don't bulk buy them and if you do buy, make buy sure it's, at time make sure it's from th- a New York Times reporting store
1: yes when you when you buy your free requis- requisite 20
0: copies of any write or die book ask the bookstore if they report to the New York Times first <laughs> don't imagine they all did it and then we're we're, we're suddenly the next Lainey Serum don't like do that Phil, co- Phil texts you and he's like Claire about we need to have a very serious <laughs> talk He's like, I'm so sorry to do
3: this to you. <laughs>
0: oh my god, that would be so funny. <laughs> um, okay, bye everybody. Bye.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to Ride or Die.
0: Be sure to check out Wicked Fox by
2: Kat Cho. And Ghost Squad by Claribel A. Ortega. And while you're at it, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. See you next time, wordies. And don't forget to spread the word.